Hello again and welcome to I've Got a Beatles podcast with Dave and Chris. And, you know, Chris, I'm really glad that you were able to dust off your copy of Ringo's I Want to Be Santa Claus so you could dig out that gem of uh, him singing Winter Wonderland. I don't know what you're talking about, Dave. I play the, that all the time. <laughs> Frequent <Constantly>. spinning. Yes. <laughs> Frequent spin. <laughs> well, yeah. as you can tell, it's that time of year again. It's starting to get cold outside and... I uh, haven't seen any snow in Kansas City yet, but I imagine it's coming soon. So that means it must be time for I've Got a Beatles podcast annual holiday special. So what do you right. want to buy your favorite Beatle fan? And so we'll talk about all sorts of good things like we always do. And uh, it's been, I don't know, what would you say, kind of a mixed year in terms of Beatle releases? Like we've had some really big things and then kind of small stuff. Yeah, a lot of small stuff, uh, but, you know, enough to fill out a full episode, that's yeah. for sure. Oh, that's true. They always give us some Beatles stuff. There is one big, big, big item. Yep. Big ticket. Big ticket. <laughs> and it looks so good on my shelf. Yes, and it looks good on my table, too. Yeah. Yeah, and that's where we'll start today, because... Uh, it's the one one episode or one uh, release that we haven't really had a chance to get into yet, and that's the DVD and CD of Beatles One Plus. Which, yeah, uh, is we, we both got the as I see you're holding up there. Yeah. We both got the deluxe edition, which you must, which has two DVDs or Blu-rays, Blu-ray, and one CD of the uh, the album One that was remastered and remixed. The uh, videos have never looked better. <laughs> Some of the commentaries. <laughs> you got Paul commentaries on three different items, which is uh, very interesting, to say the least. Yeah, which I, I, I listened to the one where he talks about uh, Strawberry Fields with that video. What, the, what was the other, what were the other two? I can't remember. There's one. Uh, he talks about Penny Lane, I think. Oh, I yeah. Actually, he talks about Penny Lane, Hello, Goodbye. I think he talks about Strawberry Fields on the second disc. Yes. And then on the also on the first disc, he talks about Hey Jude, and he seems to not have any idea when the people are going to show up in the video. <laughs> and, yeah. and so he's like, uh, I promise uh, people are coming. Uh, <laughs> he just kind of, it's pretty funny. there's me, uh, we're, we're, we look young. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it just, just kind of, not, not the uh, most earth-shattering commentary, no. but still fun and... Uh, all the videos are fun, and the music obviously is uh, real good too. Yeah, we should explain what what they did. So the the first DVD or Blu-ray is a video that goes along with all of the twenty-seven number one hits that are on the one album, and some of them were uh, associated with the actual songs. Uh, were actually were done for those particular songs. Others are live performances or uh, mimed performances, lip-synced. And then uh, there's a couple of uh, specially made ones, like uh, there was the Come Together yeah. example uh, is, is was not original. Um, and so then you have those. And on the second disc, you have a lot of other videos, including my favorite Beatles song of all time, Rain, which has two wonderful videos, one in black and white and one in color. You have... Uh, so the real love and free as a bird reunion videos on there. You've got uh, other early songs. So a real we, we can work it out. Paperback yeah. writer. Uh, uh, some of them uh, very good. I feel fine. 
is on here with a version where they're just eating the fish the and time. chips one. Yeah, <laughs> just eating fish and chips. Very, 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 very strange. Mm-hmm. Uh, but excellent stuff. Um, um, obviously worth the price of uh, of the set, which is going for about fifty bucks on uh, Amazon as of right now. And of course, you get the Beatles one CD. When did a Beatles one originally come out? Dude? That was in two thousand. Two thousand, which is funny because that was voted. I believe it was not well, not voted, but it was the biggest selling album of the two thousands. So that and people thought, well, who would buy an album of just these tracks? But it was such a hit, uh, and the new version it does sound quite a bit different in a lot of places. Giles Martin and the Abbey Road Studios gang remixed and remastered a lot of the tracks and it, they do sound quite different so i'm sure there'll be some debates about which version you prefer yeah uh, and i'm sure you know some people are complaining oh i don't like the 5.1 surround version or i don't like this sound or whatever but i think overall the press has been really positive on everything related to this set so it's a must purchase yeah i i the only thing that irritates me a little bit is that there's like a lot of different like if you just go Beatles type Beatles one into the search you'll you get a little confused about which thing to buy mm, yeah <laughs> you That's know true. in in fact I think I bought the wrong one I bought the one with the I thought I was buying the one with the Blu-ray. I bought the one with the DVDs. Oh, <laughs> but so that's a little bit disappointing if if that happens. But that that's my a that's my fault and b and b you know. So what I'm saying is do your research. Yeah, and go you know if you don't have a Blu-ray player, don't buy the Blu-ray one. You know, don't make that mistake. But uh, uh, yeah, it's a real uh, confusing kind of. Uh, uh, I don't know why we need every release to be. Uh, single disc and then the two yeah. disc deluxe and then the ultra deluxe with three dvds <laughs> it's just like just give us one thing or i one know or two things know. it's a little a little much well the one anyway anyway it, worth worth it no matter what you buy and especially it comes not only with the dvds or blu-rays and the cd but there's an amazing book that goes with it that comes in the package that has a lot of great info on each of the tracks and each of the videos so Highly yeah. recommended, just in terms of research. Let's hear a little bit of one of the songs. Uh, uh, this one uh, I like a little bit more than Dave does, and the video is so great for it. Uh, and that's "Hello Goodbye." You say yes, I say no. You say stop, and I say go, go, go.
Of course, that's the one of the ones where Paul's uh, explaining the video to us. Yeah, basically Paul explaining exactly what you see. And you get so. three versions of it. You get all the th- Paul directed it. This is where the the video is where they're all wearing their Sergeant Pepper suits. Yeah. So you get three different versions of it if you're for the for the really big completist here who loves that song. Yeah. <laughs> but it sounds good. I, I must say it does sound sound pretty good. So that yeah, so that's the first uh, big number one entry, no pun intended, on yeah. our list here. Now, uh, uh, obviously, you could you could buy Beatles one at the Beatles store, um, and I you know I always like to take a little gander at the Beatles store and see what's uh, going on. And one of their featured items now are uh, 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 singles lithographs. If you're a big oh. lithograph guy. <laughs> Uh, you can Which get you, uh, are. Yeah. Y- you can get a uh, Hey Jude Revolution uh, lithograph collection, or the Hard Days Night lithograph collection, or uh, Paperback Writer Rain. That one might be uh, of interest I like to that you. One, yeah. Or the Long and Winding Road and For You Blue. Uh, each one sixty dollars. So oh, that's, uh, that's a steal. That's a, a steal. Oh. <laughs> uh, uh, obviously, they have a lot of Beatles one merch right now too t-shirts and and yeah. uh things of that nature they've always got a lot of great t-shirts on uh the beatles store and usually they price them around 25 bucks which isn't too isn't too shabby at all but yeah. uh yeah they're really pushing the uh beatles one uh salt and pepper shakers oh right <laughs> wow so, yeah so well, very that's pretty cool. uh pretty good stuff pretty good so from there, we move on to other recordings from this year. And the other two really big ones were Paul McCartney's uh, re-releases of Tug of War and Pipes of Peace. And yeah. we're going to not really talk about Tug of War because we'd like to refer you to one of our earlier episodes where we spent lots of time talking about it in great detail. Yeah, all we'll say about it is we both thought it was <laughs> thumbs up for sure uh it, but we didn't mention the pipes of peace one so oh yeah which is uh it's kind of the second or the follow-up to tug of war and had some of the songs that were written for the album and uh what what's the story with pipes of peace in terms of the the sets well, uh, the uh, deluxe set for Pites of Peace, for some reason, is about three bucks less than the, <laughs> than the set for the uh, uh, Tug of War. Oh. I guess they, they, I don't know what that's based on, quality or, <laughs> or what, but you get the uh, two CD and one DVD. The DVD's got uh, uh, some interesting stuff on there, uh, including uh, So Bad music video. I know you're a huge Ooh, So I Bad love that. guy. Mm-hmm. Uh, pipes of peace music video and uh uh some other stuff uh, uh but uh and i uh the second cd has a, a <laughs> just fantastic uh b-side uh called ode to a koala bear absolutely which, uh, yeah. when, whenever we talk about pipes of peace in full we're, we're gonna deep dive into ode to a koala bear <laughs> uh <laughs> but yeah. uh uh the album you know uh too a uh, little bit touch and go. Uh, I mean, there's some good songs on it. There's also some real stinkers, <laughs> real, real stinkers. So, but let's hear, uh, you know, uh, one of the more interesting uh, things that they did is they released a version of Say, 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 but with the vocal parts switched. Mm-hmm. 
So so that's uh, and they're calling it Say 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 2015 Remix. So let's hear a little bit of that. Uh, what do you think about that with the parts switched there? I like it. I, I have to say, I am I have a bit of a soft spot for Pipes of Peace, and that song doesn't bother me like it bothers some people. Uh, and But I do. it's a kind of creative, the way that works. Uh, this album was one of the first ones I remember hearing as a kid, and it, I always had, like I said, sort of a soft spot for it, and I like the... I don't know. It's just kind of like some weird, quirky stuff on the album, and yet it has the George Martin sound to it. But uh, I, I, I like the other Michael Jackson McCartney song too, called "The Man." It's got a little bit of a cheesy lyric, and it's kind of over dramatic, but it's still pretty fun, and uh, I, I like it too. So I, yeah. I, I bought them both. I bought "Tug of War" and "Pipes of Peace" because I wanted to see what the B sides were like, and I, I would say that the the unreleased or the extra tracks on tug of war are far superior to pipes of peace ode to a koala bear notwithstanding <laughs> yeah <laughs> oh boy what a song yes so uh, <laughs> there you go so get both of them and they're they're both worth uh, a listen now in 2015 nothing new from paul except for uh three guest <laughs> appearances or co-written songs uh, all with Kanye West. <laughs> yeah. For some reason, he and Kanye West are like uh, best pals now. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was uh, uh, the song Only One, which came out uh, January 1st. Uh, four or five seconds, that was a big hit. And of course, he played it at the uh, Grammys. With Rihanna. With Rihanna. Yeah. And All Day, which I really like. I think that's a great song. And there's a, there's a if you've heard the whole song, there's a... Uh, a whistling part starts, and that's it's mm. like, oh, that's a very distinctive whistle. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, then, uh, and then Paul's got the sort of end of the song there uh, mm-hmm. to himself. So I like all of them. I, I know uh, uh, not everybody that's listening to this is a big Kanye West fan, but I am. I think he's uh, pretty talented, and uh, you know, it shows it, sh- it shows the the most relevant ar- artist in the world, probably. Uh, um, is still relevant, and that's Paul McCartney because yeah. he's still being asked to asked to be uh, uh, collaborators on with uh, the most modern, cutting edge uh, people in in the industry. Yeah. So it's a it's a good sign, I think, for all of you who poo pooed it over the uh, <laughs> over the year. I think it's a good sign that he's uh, you know still out there and doing stuff with. With new artists, so um, um, hopefully we get a, a new release from him this upcoming. Yeah, probably next year. I would expect something new. Maybe when he stops touring with the and actually 
goes and records some more, we might get something new. So hopefully we get new studio material out of Paul. Now, now we didn't get any new studio material, but we did get some new merch at the Paul McCartney store, Dave. Oh, yeah? Yeah, Tug of War and Pipes of Peace-related shirts. Ooh. And uh, you can even buy packages that you get a tug of war shirt and some uh, some mini magnets. And the magnets, wow. I gotta say, look really cool. It's the uh, uh, particularly the pipes of peace magnets. It's two figures of Paul shaking hands uh-huh. with it himself. Oh, so it's <laughs> uh, okay. pretty interesting and strange. And uh, and you get a ebony and ivory uh, piano there uh so yeah pretty pretty cool stuff uh, actually so go check it out there's some really good shirts and i kind of want uh this tug of war shirt it's pretty they do look pretty nice on there so it's in red too which i like Ooh, good color good color so yeah uh, so that's paul merch a lot of paul stuff out this year with this merch and with the uh the re-releases and uh as we go down the list here of beatles uh nothing from george in terms of recordings that we could find uh for lennon the big thing we mentioned a couple times was the vinyl box set of all of his studio albums that came out it runs for i don't know a couple hundred dollars or so depending on where you go yeah right now on amazon it's going for 162.78 not oh, that's bad, pretty good actually. not a bad price yeah and it's got kind of mixed reviews from i was looking at some of the uh, people who were reviewing it on Amazon and some, there were at least several albums they were saying there were problems with the manufacturing and that the actual records were either scratched or not balanced or not you know not making the needle mo- run smoothly or something so hopefully they'll fix those defects but uh, it would be a nice nice boutique item if you're looking for uh, some John and uh, to check out those vinyl albums yeah, you so. get a uh, Plastic Ono Band, Imagine, Sometime in New York City, the two LPs there, uh, Mind Games, Walls and Bridges, Rock and Roll. We we talked about Rock and Roll this year. Yes. In uh, a few episodes ago. Uh, Double Fantasy and Milk and Honey. Yeah. So, good, healthy hey, selection. No Men Love Avenue. What, no, where's my... What is going on? <laughs> I know. <laughs> That'll be in the next set. So. Yeah, the next set. Next set. I don't want the next set. No. <laughs> <laughs> so... And so then uh, that leads us to Ringo, uh, who we... Oh, yeah, one more thing you got to say here. Well, one more thing. Uh, uh, sort of linen-related, Yoko and the Flaming Lips teaming up once again for another Christmas song. They're doing a, a version of uh, uh, War Is Over, mm. um, and that's going to be out on a 7-inch vin- vinyl. Um, and that is available at a website uh, called... C H I M E R A. So you can purchase that there. Uh, and when I was l- looking at that, I-, I found another item that had slipped past me, which is uh, the Ghost of the Sabretooth Tiger. We talked about them before. Yeah, Sean Lennon's a, band. They have a new 10 inch vinyl EP. Hmm. And you can also purchase that there. So, uh, and I-, I like Ghost of the Sabretooth Tiger a little bit uh, more than you do. But yeah. uh, 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 definitely check out Chimera.com for. Uh, that and uh, obviously they have other musical artists, uh, but it seems like that's Yoko's main label. Mm. So um, for you Yoko fans out there, you can get all your Yoko items uh, through that. It's still amazing that she's doing what she's doing at her age. It's really kudos to Yoko for uh, being active and not just 
you know, sitting quietly. She's yeah. she's keeping going, so I like that. Yeah. Uh, also, someone who's still going is Ringo, who oh, yeah. released a studio album that was generally well-received, I'd say. It was called Postcards from Paradise, and that was one of our earlier episodes. We did a review of it, and uh, we thought it'd be nice just to refresh our memories and listen to one of the songs that we liked on the album. And so which one did you want to uh, pick here? Uh, how about Not Looking Back? Sure. Yeah, a real pretty song from Ringo there from his 2015 studio album Postcards from Paradise. So I, I, that covers all the recordings as far as I can see here. Uh, and so we'll move along into movies next. And uh, there's one classic one here. This is kind of it's <laughs> Ringo related here. Uh, yeah. But it's it's I, I have to bring it up because the last two years for our Christmas or our holiday episodes, uh, we've talked about these re-releases of Ringo movies. So I think we talked about uh, the Magic Christian was last year. Oh yeah, yeah. I raced out and purchased it. Yeah, of course First you thing did. I could. Yeah. <laughs> well, you're going to have to go out and get a new copy and refresh your DVD of 200 Motels, oh. which was a 1971 uh, movie directed by Frank Zappa that stars the f- mothers of invention Ringo and Theodore Bickel, who's that's a very odd group right there. But some of the cast I think you'll like here. So we've got, of course, Frank Zappa. We have Ringo Starr as Larry the Dwarf, dressed as Frank Zappa. Keith Moon is a, is the hot nun. Oh boy. Uh, <laughs> Uh, the London <laughs> Philharmonic Orchestra is the bewildered orchestra, <laughs> and then all the other uh, mothers of invention are in there too. So the plot, uh, this is pretty crazy. Here. Is there one? <laughs> well, according to the uh, the blurb here, this film attempts to portray the craziness of life on the road as a rock musician. And as such, consists of a series of unconnected nonsense vignettes <laughs> interspersed with concert footage of the Mothers of Invention. Yeah. Ostensibly, while on tour, the Mothers of Invention go crazy in the small fictional town of Centerville, wander around and get beaten up and Redneck Eats a Cowboy Bar. So <laughs> that's uh, what you have to say there. Uh, not much else to say. I just thought it's kind of fun to bring these up because <laughs> every year they're just sort of really crazy. Yeah, uh, and I guess it didn't 
wasn't very well received. I know it's hard to believe, but uh, <laughs> I think I tried to watch that when I was like in high school or something, and I just was like, "Oh, this will be fun." Yeah, because you like Frank Zappa, is, and it's just like you got. I, I guess I wasn't, you know, drinking or stoned or something yeah. enough to enjoy it. So <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> I should have got really ripped up and then gave gave it a look. Well, maybe we'll. <laughs> Well, maybe one of these days when we're really looking for a hard up, hard up for an episode, we'll do a Ringo movie review and go through some of these gems in a little more detail. But uh, anyway, for yeah. put it on your radar if you're a Ringo movie fan and you like Frank Zappa, go pick up the the recent re release of Two Hundred Motels. Ring, uh, staying sticking with Ringo, uh, but switching now to books. Yeah, uh, probably the two best. Uh, book releases of the year are both Ringo related. Yeah. Um, there's a uh, book called Ringo with a Little Help, and it's uh, uh, from Michael Seth Starr. Um, no relation. <laughs> uh, uh, Ringo with a Little Help's first in depth biography of Beatles drummer Ringo Starr, who kept the beat for an entire generation. It's gotten pretty good reviews. I have not purchased it yet. But uh, I think it'd be worth a read, for sure. Yeah, I yeah. think so. So, um, anyway, uh, so if you want to learn more about Ringo, uh, you could get that one. Or, what's the other Ringo book release? Well, this is the even bigger one, because it was first released as a limited edition, one of these super deluxe, extremely expensive books that were, you know, like, nobody could afford. But then it was re-released, and now everyone can afford it, hopefully. And it's called Photograph, and Ringo's told the story in some interviews that during the Beatles tours that he would bring his camera and took a lot of pictures of the guys on the road and, and hotels and performing and stuff that, that he's kept for a long time and hasn't shown anyone. Mm -hmm. uh, and so it, it's, it's a pretty nice book because you're seeing a lot of photos that no, that no one's ever seen. And then Ringo adds his commentary along with it. So I, I highly recommend it. I looked at it in Barnes and Noble and uh, thought it looked very nice and uh, well worth uh, the purchase. So check out Ringo's book, Photograph. Yeah, I think that would be a great one for any Beatles fan. And, and I heard some interviews with Ringo uh, while he was promoting it. And he was very much uh, encouraging the rest of the Beatles to yeah. start digging through their old, uh, you know, yeah. I bet closets got a and see, see if they yeah. can find some some old great uh, pictures to share with everybody. So I ho hopefully that leads to uh, people doing that. Yeah. Um, the next uh, book uh, on the docket is uh, we talked about this uh, in the last episode actually, which is Beatles lyrics. Uh, now in paperback, and uh, it is from Hunter Davies. Uh, it goes through every single Beatles song, and you get pictures of uh, each of the, not every song, but you get pictures of many of the handwritten lyrics, and uh, Hunter, who, you know, was around at the time. He was the first Beatles uh, biographer, first yeah. really serious one. He has a lot of uh, things to say about each of the songs. And his opinions on uh, mm -hmm. each of the songs and what the songs mean. Uh, so any Beatles fan, I think, would really like a copy of uh, Beatles lyrics. And uh, particularly affordable now that it's in paperback. 
Another one that's been revised and reissued is Lennon, The New York City Years by uh, Bob Gruen, who's best known as a photographer, probably. He's the one who took the iconic picture of Lennon with the New York City shirt on with the tank top and that was the uh, that was Bob Gruen so this is a, he, he took a lot of photos of John through all these years up through uh, the end of his life and so it's well worth a look too if you're a big John fan you'll see some intimate photos as well as some kind of famous ones and then uh, Bob Gruen's stories to go along with it so uh, definitely recommend that for our Lennon fans a book I, I, I just like really stood out to me that I, I want to read, particularly because I was on on a jury this year for a month, Dave. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> a jury. <laughs> and so I got a little bit uh, interested in the law. Obviously, you you kind of have to if you're there uh, doing that. And there's a book now in hardcover uh, by Stan Sucher, mm. and it's called Baby, You're a Rich Man. Suing the Beatles for fun and profit. <laughs> part Beatles history, part legal thriller. Baby, you're a rich man begins in the era where manager Brian Epstein uh, opened the Pandora's box of rock and roll merchandising, making a hash of the band's licensing and inviting multiple lawsuits in the United States and the United <laughs> Kingdom. The band's long breakup period from 69 to 71 uh, uh, and... Uh, uh, provides a backdrop to uh, the Alan Klein uh, legal motions to take control of the band, their music, and Apple Records. And uh, Morris Levy sued oh, John Lennon yeah. for Come Together. And then, of course, uh, you know, we've uh, also had uh, George Harrison's uh, uh, lawsuit. Uh, my um, Sweet Lord. My Sweet Lord. So, uh, uh, interesting book to put together. And, and I, yeah. you know, it just shows you every single topic, every single angle of the Beatles could be a whole book. Huh. So um, so uh, I'm going to take a look at that one, I think. Well, another one along the same lines. You, know, you just mentioned Alan Klein. There's a new book out uh, by Fred Goodman, who is a Rolling Stone writer and a rock critic, who wrote a book called Alan Klein, The Man Who Bailed Out the Beatles, Made the Stones, and Transformed Rock and Roll. And, uh, you know, of course, for Beatle fans, Alan Klein is really vilified and is seen as a real henchman and a very negative influence on them. Not not as much for the Stones, but still not a really sympathetic figure. But I think Goodman, at least from what the I read the sample and then looked at it a bit, uh, looks like he tries to paint a more fair picture of Alan Klein. And he actually did do some pretty good things in his life. He wasn't just completely a jerk. Uh, and his book did receive a lot of really good reviews, including one from Judd Apatow, who says, Fred Goodman makes this world come alive, and any f fan of rock or insider tales of the music industry will be in heaven reading about this fascinating, troubling character. So if you're interested in knowing more about Alan Klein and his innovations in business and uh, and all some of the stuff that happened with the Beatles and Stones, then check out Fred Goodman's book on Alan Klein. For you, for you people who have been uh, desperate for some George, George uh, there was a book uh, that came out this year called George Harrison Behind the Locked Door by Graham Thompson. Uh, it's a definitive new biography of the most enigmatic Beatle. Uh, this came out back in January. Uh, drawing on a series of uh, n interviews with close friends and collaborators, 
rigorous research and critical insight. The book is a fascinating account of the motives and varied achievements of an os- often misunderstood man. So mm. it's uh, very interesting and a lot of good reviews on it. Uh, the editorial reviews uh, call it excellent, uh, a magisterial biography. <laughs> And uh, the San Francisco Chronicle said, do we need another book on the Beatles? In this case, definitely. Hmm. So, I, uh, that's good. So mm. I, uh, I think uh, that's that's probably a top of my list, probably, uh, as far as books uh, to get. Yeah. In fact, I just added it to my personal wish list. <laughs> as well as Very good. One more book I've got here is called Songs We Were Singing, Guided Tours Through the Beatles' Lesser Known Tracks. And this is by Kit O'Toole who is a a freelance author who I met when I was at the Beatles conference in Altoona, Pennsylvania. She's very involved with uh, Beatle Fan Magazine. She writes a column, and uh, she does all sorts of things with the Fest for Beatle Fans. And this is a a book that got a lot of really good people to write reviews for her, uh, very positive. And she basically takes the reader through all the songs that are not hits and gives them background and... Uh, she starts with even the Decca songs, goes all the way through. So you get to learn things about how did I'll Get You or When I Get Home get recorded and what are they about, how do they fit in, things like that. So uh, pretty interesting and not not hardcore music writing. So this is really for the general reader, and uh, I think it's it's worth a look. You can get it on Kindle for nine ninety nine or a paperback for twenty dollars so yeah i think i think we had a kiddo tool last year yeah i think we uh, did so we, we did. like we like kiddo tool we like kit yeah she's, a big she's great kit fan yep um um now one last uh well a couple i mean that's pretty much all of it but there's a few a few stragglers here <laughs> one's called the beatles photographs from the set of help so if you're a help fan and like to see some more pictures of that that's uh one and then there's uh gear Please Please Me, a guide to the cover versions of the Beatles' first album, Volume 1. Oh, wow. <laughs> by Scott Johnson <laughs> in paperback. So, <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I, <laughs> so you can learn all you can learn everything about a taste of honey that you've ever wanted to know. Is that right? Yeah. yeah. And then there's one last one here called Christ, You Know It Ain't Easy, uh, colon John and Yoko's Battle for Peace mm. by Richie York. And that's only available in Kindle, so you know those Kindle-only <laughs> books make me a little suspicious. A little suspicious. <laughs> but, a lot of uh, self-publishing going on, yeah. But I haven't read it, so I don't know. Yeah, uh, could but, be great. But, uh, could be, be great. great. So that's a lot. Of, you know, there's always a lot of books to get if you got every one of them. Yeah. If we got every one of them, we wouldn't have time to read all. all no, of them. no. We're still slogging through the Mark Lewison book. So. <laughs> yeah, I'm still like on chapter nine or something. <laughs> so. Yeah, so yep, there you have your books, movies, and recordings. And so uh, I believe it's time to talk about some non-Beatles things. Yeah. Yeah, because we always Non-Beatles do this thing. too. Uh, we, Of course, we listen to other things, and we like to uh, share... Uh, one or two in this case two different items by non-beatles artists that we really like and find worthy of discussion sometimes they have a beatles relation like one of mine does uh, yeah. but still they're they're worth the worth a look give you some other ideas for things to listen to so you want to start us out well last year we did uh uh we did this in two categories 
And so I think we should stick to that. And so we're going to start with a classic re-release category. Um, and, and then uh, we'll give you a, a more of a new release. Uh, so the classic re-release category, um, the, there has been a long re-release uh, box sets of the Led Zeppelin albums. And the least of the Led Zeppelin albums uh, in their original release was Coda, which is sort of a sort of a after they uh, had broken up kind of uh, hodgepodge of a few uh, um, straggling songs. Well, the re-release version of this is excellent and probably the gem of the re-release uh, releases of those albums because it, it adds a whole second disc of pretty amazing uh, uh, alternate versions of songs, including uh, an alternate version of When the Levee Breaks uh, that they call If It Keeps on Raining, Rough Mix. cool version there i think that really helped there was a great interview with jimmy page and rolling stone several months ago talking about it and he he was involved he did them all himself really all the, re the reissues and he said yeah that's it we're done uh, i've i'm through with this but he said i I've, i'm really happy with what we did and think that each album is a lot stronger now having gone through them so definitely interested in checking out more of the re-releases from zeppelin yeah, I'd particularly say if you if you didn't have Coda or or just sort of dismissed it, dismissed it because it was just sort of an outtakes thing. But these other outtakes make it a uh, pretty. Uh, it says, in fact, the review in Rolling Stone says a deluxe reissue of 1982's Coda is surprisingly great wow. with outtakes that span the band's full trailblazing career. So, hmm. uh, so that's my that's my classic re-release uh, pick. Well, that's a good one. I'm going to join you here with another classic rocker who was very associated with the Beatles, certainly knew them and worked with them. Uh, Bob Dylan has, in the, the latest installment of the Bootleg series, this is a whopper, too, if you really want to go whole <laughs> hog. Uh, <laughs> but it's called uh, Cutting Edge, 1965-1966. And these are... Uh, a lot of outtakes, alternate versions of Dylan's uh, three biggest albums of this middle period here. So you have Bringing It All Back Home, 
uh, Highway 61 Revisited and Blonde on Blonde. And so you've got a lot of alternate versions, kind of sketches, demos. Uh, for the real completest, you've got, I think, every single take of Like a Rolling Stone, which is just it goes on and on and on if you really like that. Uh, but there's different configurations like the McCartney uh, versions too. But you can get the super limited edition one, which has, I, I don't know, how many discs is it? Like... <laughs> I, can't. I, I can't even remember it's it's ridiculously expensive and and crazy uh but there's also a six cd one there's a two cd one which is more what most people would get and then if you're on a spotify listener there's a sampler version too so you can kind of get a taste of it all uh but it's i think it's really great because this is dylan's you know peak period when he was young and just going electric and you get to hear all these tracks. And so we're going to play one of those tracks. Uh, Let's play uh, It Takes a Lot to Laugh, It Takes a Train to Cry, Take Three. And I ride on a mail train, baby, but I can't buy a thrill. That sounds great. Yeah, that that's the whole album. Uh, uh, I the, I have the two CD one, and it's it's really great. So, if yeah. you're a big Dylan fan of the middle period in the '60s, then this is an essential purchase. These bootleg series have been amazing. They're all great. This is number twelve. I remember the first one when it came out. It was one, two, yeah. and three came out in a box set. Yeah, and I was so excited. It was like just a revelation to hear these tunes and. Heard it, Foot of Pride yeah, for foot the of first pride. time and stuff yep. like that. Blind Willie McTell. And, yeah. Yeah, and on and on. And they're, each one is really, uh, you know, presents something new. So it, There was a book that just came out, too, called uh, Bob Dylan, All the Songs. So you yeah. know, that I got the big red Beatles, All the Songs. Yep. And now there's a big orange Bob Dylan, All the Songs. So cool. uh, wow. I might I might pick that up. I've I fl- uh, flipped through that at the bookstore and it looked uh, fantastic. So. Yeah, uh, good. Then, so yeah, with Dylan and Zeppelin, two yeah. two things to check out. Yeah. Now uh, this year has been a pretty good year music wise. Many albums that I liked. I almost went with uh, an album uh, from a, a group called Destroyer called Poison Season, which is an excellent one. But 
I just saw Glenn Hansard in concert, and uh, his album uh, that came out uh, called Didn't He Ramble, it's only 10 tracks. Uh, they played all 10 tracks at the concert, and every single person there was like into it. Wow. Uh, which you don't, you don't often see in, in new music. And this, I don't, I'm not seeing this on any of the uh, best of the year lists. No. And uh, uh, it's a shame, because it's a really, really excellent album. Um, I'm going to play a track called Winning Streak. It's one of the peppier songs on the album. <laughs> uh, uh, might remind you a little bit of Van Morrison here. Um, so here's Winning Streak from Glenn Hansard off his album, Didn't He Ramble? Great harmonies on that track. I really like it. Yeah, the the um, album's uh, full of a lot of horns too, and and things of that nature. And uh, um, I can't tell you how well that was all done in concert. It was just the band was fantastic. Did they have live horns there? They had live horns there. Oh, nice. They had violin player. There's a there's a one of the tracks on here uh, has a famous violin thing where they start in and on a. About uh, towards the end of the, uh, the song, they start in on a little violin piece that's mm-hmm. a, a, a classic Irish piece, and the whole audience just started uh, 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 spontaneously clapping to it. Hmm. It's just really uh, a terrific concert. He's he's uh, great in concert. One of the better concerts I saw uh, this year. So um, uh, I'd I'd suggest Glenn Hansard, particularly if you get a chance to see him live. Uh, please do it. Well, someone I did not go see live, I probably should have. Uh, it was my choice for my non-Beatles uh, contemporary artist and contemporary album. And that's uh, Sufjan Stevens' album, Carrie and Lowell, which uh, I, I, he's kind of an eclectic guy, I'd say. He's you know has a classical training to some extent, or he has some formal background. He said he was tra- raised and trained as an oboist, which is kind of interesting. Uh, but he plays piano. He has, has this kind of wispy folk persona, but then he writes really electronic music and and really avant-garde stuff, and works with all sorts of classical musicians. Uh, but this album was really—it just hit me, it just stopped me cold when I heard it. Uh, it's a—it's about his dealing with his mother's death, and he was not really close to his mother. They were estranged and. Uh, and just kind of working through the feelings and emotions. And for anyone who's 
uh, lost a parent, uh, which unfortunately happens to us all, uh, it really hits home and was very powerful and not in a melodramatic sort of way or at all, just really heartfelt. Uh, and so I know you saw him around the time of this album, right? Coming out. Yeah, he was amazing in yeah. concert. I, I, I don't think I will ever miss him in concert if I if if he's passing through my town. I, I for some reason bought tickets to Milwaukee oh. and went up <laughs> went up to Milwaukee on the same day uh, dying of a Bulls uh, playoff game. Uh, and then I uh, spontaneously bought tickets to the Bulls game <laughs> that night, went to the Bulls game, which was going to go overtime, and I was going to miss the show. And I was like, nope, got to go. Yeah. Got to go. <laughs> so I left the Bulls game. And I didn't know they were going overtime. I thought they were going to win easily. Uh, uh, and then uh, uh, went to this concert, and it was tremendous, uh, particularly the end of it. Uh, uh, was just very emotional and very, very, you know, he took a lot of the other songs in his catalog and uh, uh, made them fit kind of the theme of this. Mm. Uh, so a very reflective concert. Very, yeah. very amazing, amazing show. So well, let's play a track from that. <laughs> yeah, the song I wanted to play is sort of the centerpiece of the album. It's called Fourth of July, and it's structured as a, a dialogue between... Uh, Sufyan's dying mother and then him so the verses alternate back and forth and it's uh, very just I don't know not much you can say about it when you hear the whole thing but we'll, we'll listen to a snippet of it Isn't the 4th of July pretty significant for you, Dave? It is. It's my birthday. So, oh. uh, yeah. It's lots of, and it was a piece by Charles Ives, the composer I study. And yeah, yeah. now a song in a completely different way to experience that uh, holiday. Yeah. So anyway, very powerful stuff. And it's not, not an album to be taken lightly. It's not one you'll sit and groove with in the car it's meant to be yeah. listened to by yourself and when you're really reflective so now that album i have seen on 
many of the top lists of the year. Yes. And it is called Carrie and Lowell is the album title. So, Correct. So, so yeah. that's that's our uh, show, huh? Yeah. Now, except we'd be, <laughs> be remiss <laughs> if we didn't mention someone we've mentioned on this show. Oh, yeah. Probably yes. out of the, <laughs> what, almost 70 episodes we've done, we probably mentioned him like 40 plus times. And the funny thing is, you always bring him up in a like a negative context, like you're going to say something negative, but then you always admit that you really like him. <laughs> so, yeah. And, and that's were, Jeff Lid. Yes. Jeff Lid, uh, uh, out of nowhere, <laughs> releases a new ELO album, and it's pretty good, and it's getting uh, good reviews and stuff. So uh, we'll, we'll take you out on uh, Jeff Lynn, uh song from, from that album called When I Was a Boy. But uh, we we appreciate you uh, listening to us. Um, of course, uh, follow us on Facebook. Follow us on Twitter at, at I've Got a Beatles. We post songs of the night. Uh, 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 we, but I I just gotta say too the 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 responses we've been getting on on Facebook uh, now have just been sort of like uh, uh, fantastic. Just mm-hmm. to 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 see you guys uh, uh, talking to each other about all this stuff is is really great and um we we appreciate it even <laughs> even when you differ in opinion on our uh <laughs> on our opinion oh yeah that's always fun and and if you have a chance to uh, take a moment go to itunes and write a review of the show we have the the last review is from quite a while ago so uh we know a lot of you have, have just started listening recently and if you feel so inclined to drop a good word or, or two, uh, feel free to go to iTunes and, and weigh in. All right. Well, that'll do it, and we'll go out with ELO. When I was a boy, I had a dream All about the things I'd like to be Soon as I was in my bed Music played inside my head When I was a boy I had a dream When I was a boy I learned to play Fire into the night and drift away Guitar instead When I was a boy I had a dream